Matthew 11, beginning verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the first week of January 2023. We have a wonderful podcast for you to start your year with. But before we jump in, as we've been practicing, we're going to pause and release everything to Jesus, including entering into a new year, and ask him for union, ask him for his life, ask him to meet us here today. Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you now. Help me to release, help me to be present to this. And just begin to tune in, friends, of what you need to release. What are you feeling right now? Name your emotions. You excited about this week? Are you fearful about this week? What's already racing at you to demand your attention, to grab your soul? Those would be the kinds of things that we're going to pause right now and release. Take a moment. Give it all to God. Yes, we do, Lord. We release it all to you. And now we pray for union and we pray for oneness. Restore my soul. Restore my soul. I want to take your yoke upon me, Jesus. Not the yoke of the world, not the yoke of my company or my kids' school or anything else. Not the yoke of the enemy. Only you, Jesus. Only you. Only your love. Only your life. Only union with you. Restore our union. Breathe your life into me. And meet me right here in this new year and in this week's podcast. Meet me here today, God. In Jesus' name, we all pray together. Amen. Well, Alan, welcome back. Here we are in the first podcast of a new year. Happy 2023. Yeah, it it's hard to believe that time is rushing through the seasons as fast as it is right now, that we're already in a new year. But those words you started with, the scripture, man, that I needed that. That was really calming. I could feel my body just breathe as you were reading that. So thank you for those words. Well, um, Alan knows the story. We, we were here in the studio getting ready to record the opening podcast of the year, and we kind of talked about where we're going today and our plan for this. And And suddenly I just felt Jesus say, no, 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 no. Go get the scriptures open. I want you to open with this invitation 
Because the invitation to a united life with Christ is the most beautiful invitation we could ever, ever, ever receive. Yes. And as we will unpack here in the month of January, it is the invitation that leads to life, it leads to wholeness, it leads to a more fully developed maturity through which we can navigate all the things that are coming yes. in, in a new year to us. Yeah, and, and if we don't have that, the yoke is not easy or light no. or simple. It becomes heavy and complicated yeah. and overwhelming. Very quickly. And, yeah. and I, I, I think Jesus knew that already many of our listeners are like, oh boy, you know, here comes my year. Or, or obviously in the school year, it's like, here's the second half of the year. Okay, yes. here we go. And, and Jesus was wanting to say, hang on, hang on, L listen to me, right? I can give you rest. I can restore your soul. So... This is our annual first of the year podcast, which has two parts to it, but I want to begin with a story. So back in December, early in December, Stacy and I got some really difficult news. And I'm sorry that I'm going to have to be vague in this. Um, it's not our health. It's, it's, not our, it's not our marriage. It's, it's people in our, in our close relational world, but because it's their story, um, I just have to honor, you know, uh, respecting their privacy. But we got some really, really difficult, heart heartbreaking news. And as we sat with it for several days, um, you know, first when you get hit, when you get hit with news that just throws you, you have the initial emotional reactions to it, and then you have kind of whatever your pattern is of scrambling or denial or. Yeah, um, rushing to the feet of God, um, whatever is your way of of reacting to hard news, and then and then you begin to you begin to process. Okay, what are we going to do with this? How do, how do we handle that? What does this mean for going forward here with people that we love? And and um, I was I was sitting in a time after venting after venting mm -hmm. and and then after grieving um i needed to vent and i needed to grieve then we did turn our attention to jesus and he reminded me of something that he had said to me at the beginning of the year i was in the practice of asking jesus for words over my year back in january of 2022 a year ago and i i let that go you know, it's not something I do just on the first, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, I don't remember when he spoke these words, but it was early in the year. And he had given me several things that were very, very on point. I'm like, oh yeah, I understand that word. Oh yeah, totally understand that one. But then he said something I didn't understand. And it was literally like at the bottom of the list. And Jesus reminded me as this crisis hit our family world um, he, he said, go, go remember that word. What did I say to you? So I go look it up. It's at the bottom of the list. Mm. And the words were, wait, let me. And even that it was like at the bottom of the list suddenly fit with the timing of the year. It was like, John, you're going to need this one late in the year. 
my words to you are, wait, let me. And oh my gosh, Alan, it, it was huge because it was, it was an invitation not to scramble, right? Right. Wait, meaning hang on, hang on. Y- you don't know what I'm doing here. You don't know the rest of the story. Hang on, just because I'm such an intervener. I'm like, how can we intervene? How can we help? What can we do? And the idea of wait was like, stay with me, John. Hang on, hang on, mm-hmm. wait. And then the instruction, it was a command, let me, was also an assurance uh, of Jesus saying, I, I'm working in this. Let me do the intervening this yes. time. I like how God in his kindness didn't unpack it all for you at the beginning of the year. It was advanced words, but they were words that you weren't ready for or it wasn't time for yet, but they were there when God illuminated them later in the year again. Yeah. Yeah. I literally didn't understand them. I just wrote them down. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll write that down. I have no idea what that means, Lord, but at some point this year, Mm -hmm. you're going to want me to wait and you're (laughs) going to want me to let you. Okay. But then when it's something that strikes close to home and it's filled with emotion and, you know, all of that, what a kindness. I just thank you, God, right now. Thank you that at the beginning of 2022, you knew what was going to come in December and you gave me counsel that now I'm still living in it. Like now I'm letting that guide our response to an unfolding story. So John, without giving too many details, cause I know it's private, but how did those words in a big picture way change your initial reaction or response when what hit hit? Well, because when you get bad news for people that you love, it feels final. And the word wait was, hang on, hang on, don't land there. Don't go there. The word wait literally like meant keep the story open. It's not what you think it is. That's good. And so it, it immediately caught us or caught me. Stacy was handling this better than I was um, from some pretty negative agreements like a finality mm-hmm. to it, right? And he's like, wait, 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 wait. This isn't the end of the story. <laughs> so it caught my, it literally caught my emotions. It did. It was a rescue. It was, it was like a, the hand of God coming underneath my collapsing emotions and, and wow. going, hang on. So it caught my emotions, but it also caught my actions too. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's really huge. Good. So friends, you know uh, that at the beginning of the year, we do the annual Ask God for Words Over Your Year and Consecrate Your Year podcast. So welcome back to that. We want to unpack it in some fresh ways this year. We have a, a sense of, of some fresh things of what that might mean for us all. So it's, it's a two-part podcast here. We want to talk about asking God for what I did. What I did back in January of last year was to ask God for words over your year. Yes. And what that practice is and how you do it and how meaningful it can be. And then the second part uh, we'll get to is how to consecrate your year 
and how meaningful that can be and and what a rescue that can be. So yeah, the the idea began years and years and years ago. We actually started this practice, I think around like boot camps, where we would be headed mm-hmm. into a retreat, something significant, particularly like our overseas events, and we knew, wow, this is a big deal. And we would just pause as a team right. and ask God, what are you saying? Counsel us, guide us, direct us. Like, right. we need to hear from you about this. Everything from as simple as, I'm in this, <laughs> which I always need to hear. I'm like, are you in this? Or we just cook this up? You know, yes. I'm in this. Okay, okay, you're in this. Uh, and then he would give us words of counsel around, around a particular event that was mm-hmm. taking place. But then it proved to be so helpful as a practice that we backed up and we said, wow, let's do it over the year. Right. And let's encourage every individual and every household to do it to do it over your year. In in other words, you're you're pausing somewhere somewhere in the month of January. Mm-hmm. You're going to take some breathing room. You're going to sit down with a pad of paper, put on some music that helps you center into Christ, not rock and roll and not <laughs> rock and roll worship. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, but just kind of get quiet or, or get some background music. Like we play at the beginning of the podcast and in the pause app, that kind of contemplative music. And and you're going to ask God, Lord, what are you saying to me over my year? Right. And doing that, one of the, the benefits is it takes us out of a reactive mode where things start to happen and we're trying to figure out the interpretation and so much is swirling, it's hard to even slow down to hear God's voice or to, to pray in the moment of everything happening all at once. And when we have advanced words, there's a lens of interpretation mm. that God has given us ahead of time. You know, not all the answers, not all the details, but the ability to go like you did, you know, oh, okay. Now I remember yeah. these words, and now I can filter what's happening through that lens. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It, it also is a way of taking on his yoke, mm-hmm. right? Take my yoke, because when, when we pause to ask Jesus for words over our year, we're yielding. Yes. Right? We're, we're saying, you have a greater perspective than mine. You have an agenda that might be different than mine. And a lot of us jump into the new year with an agenda. This year is going to be, you know, and then you start filling in the blanks, right? I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to, I'm going to start grad school this year, I'm gonna, right, whatever it is, right? I want to, yeah. I want to run a half marathon this year. And you go, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. Maybe, maybe if God's in that. But you actually don't want to launch off onto plans or hopes or dreams or fears about the year, concerns about the year, without first hearing from God. Right. Resolutions are very different than advanced words. <laughs> yeah, these are not <laughs> resolutions. So let's give a couple of examples. I, I gave a huge one for me. Wait, let me. Alan, did you have a word or some words over 2022? Yeah. And it was different than most years. Most years, for the past decade or so, I hear the words relatively fast and really clear, like within the first week. 
So sometimes December 30th or January 2nd, but it's in that window where it's for the full year. And going into this year, weeks went by in January and I was asking and I was trying to listen well and didn't hear anything. And it was later in January where my word for 2021 was Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, I remember and, that. And that was an invitation into really the the part of the Trinity that I felt I was least familiar with. I, I that I I talk a lot about being a son of God and living that and about Jesus, you know, in all kinds of ways. But the Holy Spirit, I didn't grow up with the tradition of that being taught much in church or spoken much about. And that was my word in 2021. Well, Going close to a month into 2022 without a word, uh, I was just outside walking and I heard God say, you already have your word. It's it's still the Holy Spirit. And so it was the first time that I've experienced a season that extended when I was asking for advanced words into another year, Yeah, which at first I was like, Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. like it's kind of like, you know, you got your Christmas gift. It was what you had last year. Just yeah. reopen it. But, but then I quickly realized the beauty is we're going to go deeper into what that means. And so not only was I reading books um, about the Holy Spirit, listening to podcasts, but I was also trying to go deeper. The invitation was into the, the fruits of the Spirit. And, and those are a lot of fruits, John, that to be honest – do not come naturally to me. So kindness, patience, gentleness. Oh, oh ouch. Like uh, ouch. On and on. Ouch. Know? They're just, like I read them and I go, man, my grandmother had all of these. <laughs> but for me, I, no. And, and so it's been a saturating in the fruits of the Spirit. And it's been beautiful. And so that was my word again for 2022. Okay. And it's proven super helpful. It's, it's the very qualities I need in my marriage, uh, the counselor that I see just for for ongoing shaping and mentoring. Uh, it's been interesting that the very things he's taken me into and that have been exposed tied directly into a lot of those fruits. Oh, no kidding. So it's been a really good year, but it also has shown me it doesn't have to be necessarily different. We just we just need to listen because, again, we're not after what we want for the year or a word we claim, but we're after what is God doing in our lives. Yes, that's really important. We're going to say a little bit more about that in a minute, but this isn't claiming a word over your year. I want this year to be about joy or, right? right. No, no, that's you cooking something up. What we're after is God, what are you saying? What are you saying to me personally over my year? And and if you are in a family setting, a household setting, what are you saying to us over the year? We're we're looking for the counsel of God. And the words can be all kinds of different things. They could be a theme, mm-hmm. which is what Alan got. He got a theme for the year. The theme is Holy Spirit. You go, okay, far out. Let's go. Woo-hoo. It's a new, that's a new thing for me, right? Right. Okay, could be a theme, and over the years I've had those where the theme of the year was love or the theme of the year was rest. Oftentimes the things that he will speak will be words of counsel. 
He might say, mm-hmm. slow down, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? He might say, simplify. He might, he might speak words of counsel over your year. You might be ready to make some huge life changes. We're selling, we're moving, you know, and, <laughs> and he might say, not yet. Over your year, and that's very disruptive. But then that drives you into further listening of, oh, okay, wow, we got ahead of you, Lord. So sometimes it can be words of counsel. Sometimes it can be words, as you were describing, that frame your interpretation of things. Right. Right. That he knows what's coming. And oftentimes, advanced words do that. They might be thematic, they might be counsel, but they, they also help you interpret, oh, this is what you meant, right? When, exactly. Yeah, he, yeah. He, like he did with, with wait, mm-hmm. let me. Mm-hmm. It, it was both counsel, but it was also an interpretive lens that I could bring to our, our family situation. And I think one of the, the markings of knowing that you're entering into this with God is it's intimate. It's personal, mm-hmm. it's intimate, and that may be a scripture. He may give you a verse for the year. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's just some word, um, but it could be a verse that you have never read before or didn't see in that way, but it's not impersonal. It's not opening the Bible, putting your finger on a page <laughs> yeah. like a fortune cookie, right? Yes. It's, it's very guided. It's a father helping his son and daughter know what this year holds for yeah, them. Yes, exactly. And so, some words of counsel from us around this is give it some space, give it some time. It always goes better if you take the pressure off and say, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, over the next few weeks, would you speak to me what you are saying over my year? And that, first off, just give it some breathing room. It's just, you know, yes. sit down in a particular moment, pull your pad out, yes, but do that several times. Because if you take the pressure off, it's so, you're so much more likely to hear. Yes. If you sit down in one moment and say, I need the single word that is going to interpret my year, that's, that's rough. Like you might, but it doesn't particularly go well. You probably won't. I mean, it's just not the way God doesn't tend to operate when we tell him he only has three minutes to come through. Yeah. And the human soul goes into like a panic mode, you know, hyper intensity. I got to hear, I got to hear, I got to hear. You know? Yeah. And that's very, very difficult to hear. So give it some breathing room. Don't script it. Don't bring to God what you think he's saying over the year or what you want him to say over the year. Right. Okay. That That's really important as well. And then also be open to it being several things. Some years he's spoken literally a word over my year. This is the year of restoration. And then it ended up being so. There was there was a friendship that was healed. There were some health things that there was a year of restoration. It was wonderful. Other years, including last year for 2022, I heard a number of different things. Mm-hmm. And so I just over time, sitting with it through the month of January, I began to list. Yes. And the very first thing that he said to me was, only me. Hmm. Now, the Holy Spirit, there you go, Alan, has the ability to interpret these words for you. And so I knew immediately what that meant. Jesus is like, 
he said, do not, do not, do not try and live this year in your own strength. And I, you know, at 62, I wish that after 40 years of walking with Christ, that came naturally, but we all still go to our default. You know, it might be, be a really loving woman, be a really kind man, be a good person, be a just person, be fair. And and we go to that, but you're still living out of your own resources. And I knew at the beginning of the year when Jesus said, only me, I knew exactly what he meant. And and that was my first word. And it ended up being like the reigning hmm. guidance, counsel, you know, rescue through the year. But then he, he said several other things. And, and then at the end of the list, wait, let me. So be open. It might be a single word. It might be a scripture. It It might be several words that are different from one another. Yeah. And if you don't know what it means, we've talked about this before, but often those are my favorite words because it's an invitation into a discovery process with God. Yes. So in some ways, that's just a bigger sign that it isn't from you because it's not a word you would have come up with. One year, my word was Asaph who has written, you know, some of the Psalms, right? Yes. And and was in partnership with David on some things. <laughs> and I had never heard of Asaph before. That would be difficult to hear. I had never heard. I didn't even know. So it it wasn't, oh, that's, I've been thinking about this guy, and now I get a year to go discover him. I had not even heard of him. And <laughs> then I went into this realizing, oh, he's actually written a dozen Psalms. And so now... I've got this treasure trove of psalms he has written that I didn't even know who wrote them, and that was a beautiful, wild yes. year. Yes. Oh, there will always be curiosity to it. There will always be the unknown. But, dot, 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 Alan, you you had a strong sense coming into this year's annual podcast that as we ask God for words over our year, you really wanted to bring like a qualification to that or word of warning or of counsel. Right. And I don't want this to feel heavy to the listener because it didn't feel heavy when God brought it up to me, but there was a certain gravity to it. And what I sensed was him saying, we are entering into a more serious chapter in time in where the world is at. Um, it felt like that was both on a spiritual basis, uh, the economy, the the just the global tensions, everything. So it felt like an invitation to see things as, hey, heads up, things are ramping up, not down. Um, and so this, uh, you know, John, for me, oftentimes, I have this deep longing inside for what I would call a vision of a simpler time where I'm just in a cottage, there's plenty of wood, there's plenty of food, birds are chirping, and it's it's years of just, you know, maybe the kingdom will, will give me that. Yeah. Yeah. But but it was this sense from God of that is not now. So this is not the year where my words are going to be plant a garden or tranquility. It felt like that it was more time of, I have orders for my sons and daughters, 
for in kindness to them for all of our hearts so that we can not just survive or hang on, but actually step into this. And, and the verse he gave me for this conversation right now is Esther 4.14. And I just want to read that. It says, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And John, it just felt to me as God saying, we have the high honor, we everyone listening, to be in the world at this time. We weren't made for a time when we were just off in a cottage in the middle of nowhere for years with nothing happening. Things are accelerating. And, and so as we look to God for such a time as this, I think our words will reflect such a time as this. This is huge. This is huge, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. I believe you are absolutely right. And what you said to me before the podcast today was, this isn't blue sky dreaming, people. That's not what it means to stop and ask God for his words over the year. This isn't in the spirit of, oh gosh, I'd love to learn to paint this year. Or wouldn't it be lovely to see Norway? Let's plan a cruise. Or gang, this is really important because this is being yoked to Jesus, taking his yoke. What are your orders? What is your counsel? What is your direction? Which is a different set of questions when you set out to do this at the beginning of your year. And and some of you are like, "Uh uh-oh, because you've already done this, and what you did was you started dreaming towards your year. And that's a good that's a good exercise, but that's a different exercise than this. And dreaming has its place, but you're not dreaming at a time when you're in a cottage in the woods and you're just thinking, how wonderful can life be this year? Maybe, you know, maybe this is the year to plant more tulips. <laughs> Which feels so like Everything in us, I think we want that because that's a kingdom Eden longing. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a bad longing. It's actually, we were created to long for those things. But the season we're in, it, it reminds me like when Jesus went up to the fishermen when they first met and he said, follow me. And he didn't say, where do you guys want to go? I'll, I'll follow you. Just Let's go wherever you want to yeah, go today. Oh, what would we like to do together? Right. You guys want to go fishing today? You want to you want to go have lunch? Right. It yeah. was come with me. I I am actually moving in a direction toward a story that I'm inviting you into. And that's what it feels like as we start 2023. Jesus is saying in kindness, follow me and these are your orders and it's orienting. It's not it's not meant to be disruptive as much as I think orienting, like if there was a flight you were on and the pilot was announcing turbulence, like you'd be thankful that you got that heads up. Yes. Which they usually try and do, right? Buckle your seatbelts. Right. So friends, if you have already jumped into this exercise and you went about it in a different way, oh, what are our dreams for this year, honey? Or 
the word that I have seized upon for this year. You know, you, you heard a great Christmas sermon, and it was about, he makes all things new, right? And, and you grabbed that, and you went, oh, that, I'm taking that for 2023. Okay, okay, that's okay. Now bring that to Jesus. Yeah. Bring those dreams to Jesus and ask him, now what are you saying, Lord? We're really simply urging you not to be naive. This isn't a time to dream about a new tulip garden. He may have that for you, but I guarantee you that's not going to be the main word over the year. Guarantee. I can promise you right now. I don't, I don't even know your name or your life. I can <laughs> promise you. I can promise you that's not the level of significance that he wants to speak at. So you create some space. You begin to jot down what you're hearing. And then I would say, if you hear things that you don't understand or that, or that trouble you or you go, oh, I think I'm just making that up, ask for confirmation. He will do that for you. I, yes. I do this all the time when God gives me, and obviously we're asking for words all through the year in terms of, hey, what are you saying about this podcast? Or what are you saying about this retreat that we're doing? Or I'm, I'm about to go visit the in-laws. What's your counsel to me? We ask his counsel all the time, mm -hmm. right? And if God says something to me that feels a little startling or risky or does just feel like my dreams— Yes, go fishing for two weeks. <laughs> you know, I go, wait, wait, wait a second. Like, Lord, would you confirm that? Ask for confirmation over the words that he's giving you over yeah. your year. And, you know, the next day you'll be in the scriptures and suddenly it'll leap off the page. You'll be like, oh my goodness, there it is right there. He had given me some really beautiful words earlier in the fall. And then I was listening to the audio book of the Lord of the Rings again. I hadn't mm. been in the Lord of the Rings for a long time. And the books are so much better than the films, everybody. There, there's just more. There's lots more. And the storytelling is just so richly, beautifully done. But I'm listening along one evening, and all of a sudden, the exact phrase that he had just spoken to me earlier in the day is used by the 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 narrator of, of the book. I'm like, whoa, like, wow. there it is. So he'll confirm it. He, he will bring clarity. As you said, Alan, the words that you enjoy most are the ones you don't understand. Right. Because they drive you to ask more. Yeah. Okay. Which leads us into part two, which is consecrating your year to Jesus. And we want to unpack this a little bit because it's very, very meaningful and it can be, oh, it can be protection, and it can be the doorway to provision um, and blessing. So to consecrate something, you see this all through the Old Testament, you see it in the New Testament, to consecrate something is to dedicate it to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It, you know, you take your child's education this year, and we're halfway through a school year, but at the beginning of the school year, in, in the fall, we would always do this, is, Lord, we consecrate mm -hmm. our children's education to you this year. We bring it under your rule yes. and into your kingdom. And, and I'll use that language, gang. I'm, I'm intentionally taking something. We'll do it for a family vacation. 
right? You're about to take a trip. You want to put a hedge around your joy. You, you want protection of that. So we will very deliberately consecrate a vacation, an anniversary, you know, anything like that to say we bring it under the rule of Jesus Christ. We make Jesus Christ Lord of this and we bring it into your kingdom so that then it can enjoy all of the provision and the blessing and the protection of God. Yeah. And it's so important. And and I'm just going to be honest here. I love the practice, but I, I don't like the word. Because consecrate, when I hear it, it always sounds like some mystic, ancient discipline practice from like some second century desert father that doesn't you know, it just sounds like a heavy, big word. You but... understand that my tail is wagging right now. Wag, 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 <laughs> wag, wag, wag. Ancient, I know mystic, is. desert? Right. Let's grab it. But the, yes. And I like that in some context, but the danger <laughs> is it can feel distant or complicated. Yes. And what what yes. we're really saying to people in everything you just mentioned is give it to God. Give it back fully to God so that the year, so that the vacation, so that this education, you're giving him full reign and authority over it. And so I just want to encourage listeners, like, make it simple. If you're, if you're in terms of how you approach this, because it's not something that's super complicated and hard. It's not at all. But it is something that is intentional. Yes. It's something intentional. When John 15, when Jesus says, remain in me and I will remain in you. And then he goes on for a while on that. He would not say that unless it was possible not to remain in him. Hmm. We wander. Yeah. The world pulls us away. We trip. We stumble. We, we get angry and walk off in a huff. We do all kinds of things that take us out of union with Christ. Well, the same thing with your year. So what we're saying is... Here at the beginning of the year, you as an individual, and then probably you as a household, if you're in a household setting with your roommates or your spouse or your family, you're going to take an evening or a Saturday morning and sit down and say, we consecrate our year to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And, and then get very specific, gang. We consecrate our calendar. We dedicate it. We bring our calendar under your lordship this year, Jesus, because you want him to be Lord of your calendar. Right. Yeah. yeah Lord, we, we dedicate the year to you, to your rule, to your plans, to your provision, to all that you have for us. And then Stacy and I will go through, yeah, we do it with our calendar, meaning all of our plan making, mm -hmm. all of our plans, mm -hmm. all of our decision making, Lord. We do it with our finances. We always do it with our vacation plans. You may not have made your vacation plans yet for the year. Yeah. If you have, you bring those back under his rule and check in, right? right? You only want where Christ is going. You only want what Christ is doing because that's where the provision is. That's where the protection is. Yes. The more tactile we can make it, I think the better. And so when we're going through our home, we will put our hand on the vehicles as we're praying yes. for the vehicles. Um, we'll put our you know, hand on 
the children's beds or on yes. the doorpost, you know, to their room. Those kind of things, I think, make it more real because you're actually in the room or at the vehicle or, you know, outside pull, of your home. Pull out the checkbook. Yeah. Right? And the two of you, if you're a married couple, put your hands on it and say, we dedicate our finances to the Lord Jesus Christ this year. We make you Lord of every financial decision mm -hmm. and all financial provision, Lord. Yes. And when we do it, we don't treat it as much as a closed eyes, head bowed prayer, but our eyes are open. We're walking around the house. We're standing in different rooms. Like it's, it's a very um, beautiful, active giving back to God, putting things under his realm and authority that is one of the highlights of our year. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you don't just do it once right. and think think it's done for the whole year, but it's a very, very significant thing to do at the beginning of the year. It matters. It works. There are laws to the spiritual realm, just like there's laws to the physical realm, the law of gravity, right? And the law of thermodynamics and that sort of thing. Well, there, that that's true of the spiritual realm and the spiritual realm recognizes authority. The whole thing is based on authority. So you want to bring all things of your realm and your year under the authority of Jesus as an act of worship, as an act of love, as an act of trust, but also you are yoking up with Jesus. You're saying only you. Yes. Only you, God, and what you're doing this year. Like, we would love to go to Norway. We we would love to change careers. We would love to get our kids in a new school, but only you and what you're doing. So what do you think about those things, right? Right. And over our year, we can walk with you into that. So the dedication of the year, do you like the word dedication better than consecration? I do. Okay. Thank you. The dedication of the year to Christ out loud, in prayer, we bring this under your rule and into your kingdom, Jesus. And then walk through your year. Sometimes Stacy and I will do it at the calendar and we'll say, Lord, we bring January hmm. under your rule and into your kingdom. We bring February under your rule and into your kingdom. We're just being very intentional to align all things of our personal domestic realm under the leadership and lordship of Jesus. That's so powerful. And if you can do this, another layer of it is your work life. So if, if you're an entrepreneur and it's your company, you know, then you have even greater authority. But if you're at a company in your cubicle or office, yep. You can still bring your realm within that under the authority of Jesus for, for the projects, for the contribution you'll make, for the interactions you'll have. We do that at the outpost at the beginning of the year, and we will go office by office by office, and people will speak what their authority is and consecrate it to God. So yeah. it's it can happen outside of your home, too, Absolutely. in your realm of work. Absolutely. Yep. Vehicles, like you said, all of it. Children's sports activities, commitments that you've made, travel plans that you've already made, bring it all under yes. the rule 
and the jurisdiction of Jesus. You might flip the order of these things. I know we started with asking Jesus for words over the year, and now we're talking about consecration, dedication, bringing things <laughs> under the lordship of Christ. Um, you might do this first. Yeah. Why? Because as you get things under the provision and the protection of Jesus, it will be easier to hear words over the year. And as you yield, as you yield your calendar, right? Yeah, yeah. As you yield your desires, as you yield your finances, as you, you're yoking up, you're saying, I want to come into alignment with you, God, and you alone. Mm -hmm. As you do that, you're going to be in a much better place to then hear yeah. what he has to say, because you're not kind of out here in left field saying, oh, but wouldn't it be wonderful to tour the Middle East? This is finally the year to visit Israel. Right. Maybe, maybe if that's what God has for you, but if he's not in it, you do not want it, friends, whatever it is. Well, and as you were saying that, that makes so much sense because as you consecrate your body to him, not just for your health, but your hearing, your interpretation, yeah. your ability to focus on what he's saying, like all of that makes total sense to do first because then you're in a posture of receiving. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that that is what we do at the first of every year is we urge you to dedicate your year to Christ and his rule, his kingdom, bring it all under his authority and ask him, what is your counsel? What is your interpretation? What are your orders, Lord? What are our orders over the year? And it, it takes time, gang. Sometimes I don't hear what his words over my year are until February. Mm -hmm. And it can be very difficult disorienting, but that's okay. There, who knows why that is? There could be interference. I could be preoccupied. He might be inviting me to linger with him yes. in the process. So take the pressure off, give it some room. This isn't just a once, you know, one and done thing. And then we come to the end of the podcast. So Alan, describe the end of the podcast. <laughs> well, so as John and I are spending a few minutes before we begin, we were talking about consecration and I said, hey, John, here's, here's a great idea. Why don't you lead the listeners in a prayer of consecration at the end so you can take us through that and we can all experience it? And <laughs> John, your answer was no. <laughs> nope. Nope. So tell us why the answer was no. <laughs> here's why. Because if we, do a, if we do a nice little prayer right now of, Lord Jesus, we all dedicate our year to you. We bring it under your rule and into your kingdom. You all are going to think it's done. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was lovely. Okay, check. That, that box <laughs> is checked. And it's like, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. You, no, you need to do this personally, friends. This is you and God. This is you and your Lord. And best to do it with some breathing room, best to do it in your home. Lots of folks right now are driving around or whatever, do it in your apartment. Right. Yeah, best to do it when you can sit down and really focus. And you may have some very specific things going on. And, you know, there's a big surgery coming in the new year, or there is a move. You, you know, there's a career change. Mm -hmm. My goodness, take time 
Lord, I bring this under your rule and into your kingdom. Your kid's education, as we gave an example, yeah, linger with it. I didn't want a quick little uh, closing prayer to give the impression that, okay, we're done now. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was so wise, but in the moment, it was so <laughs> disruptive for me to hear you go, no, we're not doing that, and here's why. Yeah. In so love. there it is, friends, the opening of 2023, consecrating, dedicating, bringing all things of your kingdom and realm under the kingdom and realm of Jesus for the year and asking him for words. There's just no better podcast. We do it every year. I know you kind of expect it at this point, but there's no better counsel we could give you at at this point in time. And then next week, we'll, we'll get into some other really beautiful stuff for the beginning of the year. 